Ready to live at the higher vibrations, where peace, love, joy, and good health are the daily standard? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Vibe. And here's your host, Robin Openshaw. Hey everyone, it's Robin Openshaw, and welcome back to The Vibe Show. Today is going to be lots of fun because I'm interviewing Dr. Marisa Snyder. And in addition to her being a knowledgeable functional medicine practitioner and the author of six books, she's also a very dear friend of mine. I know I always say this person is a good friend, but I'm talking like lecture tours together for years and years and like at her wedding several years ago, that kind of good friend. And so I absolutely adore her and have really enjoyed watching her career just rise and rise and rise. She's been featured on Dr. Oz. She's been on Fox News Health, Mind Body Green. She's all over the place. And she's coming out with her sixth book. And I have a copy of it in my hot little hands. It's called The Essential Oils Hormone Solution. So kind of bringing together, she's a powerhouse in essential oils. We started working together uh, around that issue when she was one of the Green Smoothie Girl coaches quite a few years ago and one of the most successful ones. And she was like valedictorian, biochemist, kind of, she's just really an underachiever all the way around. Anyways, welcome to the show, Marisa. Thank you so much, Robin, for having me. And yeah, we go back a while. And let me tell you, um, one of my best blessings in life is to have you as a friend. That is the sweetest thing anybody has said to me today. So thank you for that. And and I agree. We've been sort of weaved in and out of each other's story. And it's it's lots of fun. And I love your husband, Alex, and, and excited for what's to come with this new book coming out. Because, you know, essential oils are hot, hot, hot industry. Last I heard, it was a $5 billion industry. doTERRA claims at least $2 billion of that and projected to be a $12 billion industry. And I, I think it's around the fact that people are sick of the 1950s Dow chemical slogan, a better life through chemicals. Well, turns out that we have lots of conveniences due to chemicals, but maybe not so much a better life. And I know that you have your own health journey. I always like to start with that because it's what punctuates your professional work. Will you tell us a little bit about your own personal health journey that led you to be so motivated to help women with their hormone health? Absolutely. So I want to go back a little bit, you know, a lot about my journey, but my initial journey was when I was really young, I had a lot of head trauma. I can go into all those details today, but um, that led to chronic migraines and I had chronic migraines for 15 years. And one of the things, and I, you know, this is, I think so much of your audience can relate to this at one point or another. I believed, I believed that I needed medical intervention to get well. And I was told by so many doctors that this was my lot in life. I was going to have to live like this with this chronic migraine pain. And when I was 24 years old, I found this amazing functional practitioner office and who had a very different viewpoint on this. This is 14 years into having this chronic migraine pain. And in three months time, they resolved it. And that moment in my life, I felt like everything shifted. My career shifted, my paradigm shifted. I knew in, in my gut and in my soul that we can heal the body, that our body was really looking to get back to balance. It's just a matter of getting the right tools in their hands. And it was a little bit right before I had met you or I had found you and fell in love with your message that I then found myself in kind of another health crisis and being the daughter of the mom that I have, very type A, so often so many of us are that way. I had this belief mindset that 
my worth was predicated on how much I did for other people and how busy I could be, how much I could have on my plate. And that led to what I called not my hot mess hormone chaos moment. I was chronically exhausted. I was putting on weight for no reason. My periods were excruciating and awful. I had horrible mood swings. I had anxiousness. I couldn't sleep. And you run the test on me and sure enough, I had deregulated cortisol levels. My reproductive hormones were completely just non-existent. And uh, it had a lot to do with the way that I was living my life. And I knew, thank goodness, I had learned the lesson at 24 that I could heal. I just needed to figure it out. And nutrition played a big role in that. Self-care was a major thing. And saying no to the stuff and the obligations, the dutiful activities that I thought I was obligated to hold on to, saying no to those and letting them go was a big part of that journey. Oh my gosh, let's just talk about saying no. What is it about women that we have such a hard time saying no? Oh my goodness. And I know for you, I think about your life and your trajectory and how much, you know, being a mom of four kids, you know, we're all, we're all in a culture where families have these expectations of us with, we were just supposed to bring on more. And I believed back then that I never deserved to be on the list, that it was selfish to ever put myself on the list. That was what I was taught when I was younger. And anytime I tried to put myself on the list, I felt like I was shamed or guilted doing so okay so you come from your mama as a single mom you have a sister I, I don't know how much we can really say here but you know takes a lot of resources you know your mom has gone to the mat your mom has gone to hell and back for for your sibling and you probably just watched that and your mom is a strong woman should marathon her older than me and out running marathons and kicking butt in her career but you know, we just let everybody else's needs be primary. What do we think is going to happen if we put us first sometimes? What, what are we worried about? I, I'm hoping that these conversations are really shifting that because what I learned, you know, when this happened to me, I was just in practice. I was beginning to see patients. I was looking literally, the women that I, were, I was looking at was a mirror. I was looking at myself when I looked at them. And what I learned in those experiences is that, I, for one, I was not serving my patients the way that I should have. Not that I wasn't doing a great job, I was doing the best that I could, but I was so exhausted, Robin. I learned very quickly that, and I felt so ashamed of feeling like I was not being and doing my best for my patients. And that was my big wake up call. I was like, wait, because I am treating myself so poorly, and my body is responding in such a way because you know your body is just trying to work it out I always tell people your hormones aren't to blame they're just following in suit to the lifestyle that you're living that's their job is to relay information based on how you're operating in your life and when I realized I wasn't being the type of practitioner I wanted to be I wasn't showing up to the people that mattered most to me that I had to shift if I was going to continue at this pace and I was 30 years old at the time I mean I was like gosh this is really young to be feeling like crap all the time. And I can't imagine I'm gonna get much better than this if I don't change something. Yeah, I bet you have learned to do some things that don't come naturally to you so that you can take care of yourself. And we always use that metaphor of you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself or else you're no of no use to the child sitting next to you when the plane's going down. And we, we all understand that. 
on a on a theoretical level, but then we just keep finding ourselves burning the candle at both ends and getting up too early and and going to bed late and thinking, oh, I meant to do my sauna time. Oh, and I haven't had a massage in four months. Or I mean, these sounds very very first world things, massage and sauna and whatever. But honestly, like some of this stuff is almost necessary because our world is so intense and so toxic and none of these things were the case back when we would just get up and plow the fields and you know and every year was the same and it was this agrarian economy and and so much about life is different what are like three to five things that you've learned to do that really shifted you into a different more peaceful place where you're playing at such high levels now I mean this is I think your sixth book and you're not yet 40 you go hard I don't know very many people who go harder than you do what are like three to five things that you've discovered that you maybe didn't know 10 years ago that you would tell women to do like you've got to do this to take care of you absolutely and girl this is number seven the thing is is that we're not getting any less busy right I meet a woman ask her are you any less busy (laughs) they're gonna just laugh at you right and so for me it doesn't have to be the sauna it doesn't have to be massages. Um, I recognize that not all of those are available to people and not always are there going to be times for that. So for me, it's a morning routine. You know, I fell in love with you for so many reasons. One, your authenticity, but girl, I fell in love with your green smoothies. And um, I've been in love with those smoothies for over 10 years. So fueling my body is super important. And having a morning routine where I journal, where I, I go out and move my body, where I focus on myself first before other people's priorities land in my lap. Because the second you open your phone, the second you get into your computer, your, your email, you are now on somebody else's agenda. So I have learned to put myself on my own agenda. You, I just feel like I can set the tone for the day that I want. Clearly, I use oils because honestly, there are moments of stress that come up. Maybe you'll get a crazy text message or maybe a deadline that you didn't know about all of a sudden is right there in your face. So I love having oils that I can rely on. Things like lavender, cedarwood, clary sage, wild orange. Those have been my go-tos for many years. I walk frequently, even if it's just in the neighborhood. If I'm on a business call, it doesn't matter. I just love to get outside a couple times a day. And I make it a habit to at least three to four times a day, just stop stop everything I'm doing, just pausing, getting up from the computer or wherever I'm working and just walking around the room, taking a couple deep belly breaths, maybe with an oil, just so I can reset. You know, if I find myself just holding my shoulders too close to my ears, you know, having a moment to just reset the system and give myself a moment to just become more present. I find that I am very futuristic. I'm always trying to get to the next thing. And if I don't take those breaks, the day just flies right past me. Okay, so classic Dr. Marisa style, little overachieving. I asked for three to five things and she gave me five and I'm just going to review them bullet point style. These aren't rocket science. These are just basics. Like they have to be in your day. And I agree with every single one of them. She said, first of all, good fuel, nutrition. At a minimum, get your quarter green smoothie in there. She's been doing it since she and I connected originally because my publisher was picking her up and they're like, hey, you got to go follow Green Smoothie Girl. We knocked it out of the park with her book, The Green Smoothies Diet, blah, blah, blah. Then she sponsored my lecture in Oakland where her practice was. And we've been fast friends ever since. So number one, fuel slash nutrition, doing the green smoothie thing. Number two, journaling. I was reading recently that if you write in your journal, problems are solved faster according to an actual study. Even not by doing anything, even by putting pen to paper, 
it literally moves energy forward in different problems that you may be mulling over. And that was really interesting to me and really motivating to me because I don't journal. Now I'm motivated. You've inspired me. Number three, move your body. She's talking about going for a walk. You don't have to go climb a mountain. You just have to move your body in some fashion that you enjoy. Number four, she uses essential oils as her first line of defense. That's a real mental shift for a lot of people. This generation is very much a drug is my go-to for just about everything. Probably not a lot of the people who listen to this podcast, but we all need to be part of, and, and Marisa's career is in large measure teaching people to think in terms of plant medicine as a first line of defense. And then the fifth thing that Marisa says are is life-changing for her is to stop. Don't work 10 hours straight. Don't go, go, go. Think, think, think. She pause, stop, breathe, reset are the words that she said. So reset is a big word in your upcoming book that I want to talk about. We're going to play this episode right about the time of your big book launch. Let's talk about resetting your hormones. Well, the big hormone for me that I find that get a lot of us in trouble um, and grateful that we have this hormone, but working with women all these years and connecting with women and Lots of research demonstrates that about 85 to 95% of us are struggling with cortisol. We're living in a world of constant running from one thing to the next, and we have chronic stress. I call it that women several times a day have clutching the pearls moment. They're running off to a meeting or they're running late, you're clutching the pearls. You know, you uh, there's an assignment that you didn't get done, you're clutching the pearls, you forgot to pick somebody up, whatever it may be, there's these clutch the pearls moments, but your brain doesn't understand the difference between you, you know, your perceived kind of I'm running late moment and that there may be a tiger behind you. And so, you know, we're constantly deregulating the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. We're upregulating that and your brain is sending signals to the adrenals that we are in survival Armageddon mode. And it has a profound effect on us. The thing about cortisol and, and epinephrine and adrenaline is that they have universal marching orders. They march the thyroid into action. They march our cardiovascular system into action, our muscles. They shut down the reproductive system. They shut down the digestive system. I mean, we are, you know, your body is kind of in alarm and ready mode. And when, when that's perpetuated time and time again, we begin to see signs of chronic fatigue. We see signs of thyroid issues. We see signs of digestion, of of misregulation of insulin levels. I mean, a lot of our hormones are interconnected in that way. And so a big part of this book that I'm writing and, and really a big part of a lot of what I educate on is how can we take a moment to instantly reset our, our stress levels? You know, there are there's research that demonstrates that there are certain essential oils, like let's say lavender, that actually lowers serum cortisol levels that can downregulate that HPA axis that I mentioned before, by just simply breathing it in. I mean, and you don't even have to have an oil necessarily, although I think that that oil will kind of up the ante for you. It could just be a simple breathing exercise, just recognizing your stress triggers and taking a moment to reset because that cascade leads to a lot of, of hormone deregulation if we can't get it under control. Okay, so I wanna know what essential oils can help lower cortisol or balance it out. There are four that have been the most researched and the four are lavender, which you know we look at Europe and that is a big remedy that they use there. It's, it's so interesting how far behind we are here in the United States. So lavender, bergamot, ylang-ylang, and 
Clary Sage. They've all been researched to lower cortisol levels, even lower blood pressure, and help to downregulate that pathway that we just talked about, that HPA axis pathway. My personal like go-to stress be gone blend. It's just a little 10 mil roller. You can get them anywhere. I do 10 to 15 drops of lavender, 10 to 15 drops of bergamot, because those are two of my absolute favorites. Um, I top it off with, with grapeseed oil or almond oil, whatever you prefer. And I just roll it over my palms. And I have this technique that I call the power of the pause. It's a pause and reset stress technique. And how it works is you just put that blend on your palms, rub your palms together. You take a deep, deep belly breath, like all the oxygen into the lungs. You hold it for five seconds at the top and then breathe all the way out. So let all the air out, just like imagine a, just a balloon deflating. And at the very end of that, you are holding it for another five seconds. And you practice this technique about three to five times. And what we know, just the technique alone, is that you will, you will rewire that neural pathway from sympathetic nervous system over to parasympathetic nervous system. And by adding the essential oils, when they connect in with the limbic brain, you are, you are compounding that benefit. And what's so remarkable about this technique is that if you're consistent over time, you can actually increase your stress resilience so that you don't respond or feel as easily triggered to some of the things that you used to, that you can easily get yourself back into parasympathetic within a matter of a minute or so. Okay, I've got to make myself that blend because too often, if I'm going too hard or I'm under deadlines or I'm doing something that's really hard and scary, I'll be like, playing tennis or something where there's no tiger chasing me. And I'm like, why do I feel anxious? And so love that about the parasympathetic system and the ways that essential oils can be operators there. And I know my audience is going to love it because our followers love little hacks like that. So I'm going to dig some more out of you. It's, it's so funny because on Facebook, you know, we have like 200,000-ish followers on Facebook. And it's almost terrifying how much Facebook knows about us. The joke by people who do business on Facebook like you and I do is that Facebook knows more about you than your mom does. We were looking at our demographics on Facebook and the number one thing that it said about followers of Green Smoothie Girl is they love essential oils. <laughs> and you know, Facebook knows this because they, they know everything you've ever clicked on. They know everything you've ever bought through that platform, etc. And so I knew that this would be a popular topic. So I'm excited to hear what else you have to say. I want to get into more little hacks like that. I know your book is chock full of stuff like that. But can you just back up for a minute? And you've talked about how in your own story, you had deregulated cortisol. And you've mentioned down regulating and the HPA access. Can you give us a little more context? Because I think people are going to be listening to that and saying, what is deregulated cortisol? Absolutely. Yeah, I can talk about that. So let's start with the hypothalamic pituitary axis. As a lot of you guys know that the, the brain is communicating, right? We're sending and relaying information. And where the HPA axis really resides, it's that communication between the hypothalamus, the pituitary, which is the master hormone center, and then your adrenals that are receiving the messages saying, oh, hey, I need to make some cortisol. I need to get this cortisol out there because the brain is like, there's an emergency adrenals. We got to do something about this. So and it's just a perceived understanding. Now, the thing about our brain, as wonderful and as complex as it is, that part of the brain, the limbic brain, is one of the oldest parts, and it's really wired for survival. Any type of stranger danger, 
and it doesn't necessarily understand that you getting a text message in your phone isn't the same thing as that some crazy, strange looking man behind you in the middle of the night, right? So it's wired in a sense that any type of thing where it feels like a perceived stress, your brain's going to alert your adrenal glands that it is a perceived stress and that we're going to get you ready for fight or flight. The thing of it is, is that over time, perceived stress after perceived stress after perceived stress, we kind of fatigue that system. And so, and when we're over firing that, those perceived stress too many times, that's what we call upregulating that particular communication system. It's like someone pushing the button over and over and over again. And what happens in that process is that we, again, the adrenals are still doing their job. They're still releasing cortisol. But over time, we fatigue that whole process out. And what I often see when I mean deregulation is normally cortisol levels should be high in the morning because it helps to wake us up in the morning. Then it should stay pretty even throughout the day. You know, it's on a higher slope until it drops around five o'clock, six o'clock in the afternoon. And then it begins to slowly decline towards the evening. And when we are in that wired and tired state, very often women are significantly low in the morning and they tend to be higher in the evening. And so when I was looking at my cortisol chart, that's exactly what we saw, was that I had a flipped curve in a way. It was dropped completely down to the ground. I had nothing to wake up on. So I was wake, I literally was so exhausted. It felt like I couldn't lift my head up off the pillow most mornings. I was like crawling out of bed. But then at night, I was wired and wide awake because I had deregulated those cortisol levels. Okay, so unfortunately, it's becoming super common and exactly what you just described. Every natural hormone replacement doctor, every functional practitioner I talk to says that they deal with, especially women in this state all the time. You know, I get some testing for cortisol. I think it's in the saliva testing. You'll have to Mm -hmm. tell me every year. But even if you didn't get tested, is there anything that women can be watching for in terms of what they feel like, what life is like, if your cortisol is the opposite of what it should be as more and more people are, probably because of so many endocrine disruptors in our environment, in products we use, the food we eat, um, as well as the way we're managing a new world, a completely new world of different kinds of stresses than human beings have ever had and more of it. You've said you wake up exhausted, you go to bed wired. Anything else that would suggest a disruption of normal cortisol levels? Probably one of the most unexpected solutions to self-healing is self-awareness. I think it's so important to kind of know yourself in those moments. It's interesting to me for how many years I was stressed and I didn't even realize it. I didn't know I was so stressed. I didn't one day just wake up and not be able to lift my head up off the pillow. Girl, it took years to get there, right? I had to not pay attention for a long time. So I would just notice, I would notice, do you find your jaw tightening? Do you find your shoulders tightening? Do you find, you know, when I talk about having low stress resilience, does someone say something very common to you and you just kind of snap, right? Does that ever happen? And that's like, when I know that I'm becoming snippy snappy, as my best friend Kenda says, that there's probably low stress resilience and I need to take a step back. Other things to feel is um, maybe heart racing. You'll find yourself saying, oh my gosh, I just feel so busy or, oh my goodness, I have too much on my plate or I'm feeling overwhelmed. If you start to use language like that, that's probably a good indicator that you are triggering that stress response too often. 
Okay, so talk a little bit about weight resistance, hormone-driven weight resistance, which is another major topic of your book coming out. So a big part, like I mentioned earlier, we were talking about cortisol. We were talking about how it can have an effect on insulin. And, you know, cortisol not only has an effect on, you know, we think about that stubborn belly fat. When we are in survival mode, your body wants to store. And I always tell people that when you're stressed, you can't spin your way out of or like high intensity workouts. You can't lose that weight, right? Your body's too in a concentrate and you definitely cannot juice fast your way into weight loss as well. Because if your body's exhausted and stressed, it's really about getting cortisol levels back on track. So here are some of my best techniques for getting cortisol levels back on track. One, I highly, highly recommend that, um, that you have your best friend on speed dial. You know, you've got someone to connect to that, that you can really kind of release some of what's going on with you. Another big part of it, and Robin, this is what you've been teaching for years, it's really about food. We have an ability to really help to support our cortisol levels by how we put food in our body. And the big ones are going to be, especially for hormones, is a lot of green leafy greens, a lot. On average, a half a pound to a pound a day, a lot of good fiber, which you're getting from those veggies healthy fats and healthy protein, right? Those are the big pieces. Avoiding things like coffee, alcohol, processed food, refined carbohydrates, sugars, and sugar substitutes, those are gonna be the game change. Another piece of that is movement and just being really mindful of the type of movement. If you know you're burned out, if you know you're feeling exhausted, Hiking, walking, Pilates, yoga, all of these are going to be super important for just really giving your body that opportunity to restore. Um, and then even supplementation must may be necessary. So like I love adaptogenic herbs like rhodiola and ashwagandha, especially for helping to support cortisol levels and getting your body back on track. I also, like I said, you know, I can, I have a lot of essential oil hacks that we can talk about too. Um, but then the last one is self-care making sure that you have a, a sleep ritual in place, making sure that you have a morning ritual in place where you are taking time for yourself. Because let me tell you, you cannot Tasmanian devil your way into the bedroom every single night and expect to fall asleep. It's literally impossible. Your brain is racing. Your brain doesn't know how to shut off and your body is still in kind of this chaos survival mode. So those are going to be the big pieces, self-care, nutrition, supplementation with adaptogenic herbs, making sure that you're doing some recovery movement, moving your body without stressing it out and having people in your life that you can rely on when you are feeling stressed to talk it out. Thank you. Tell us about, you know, we've been teasing all the hacks that you have in your book. Talk a little bit about sugar cravings. We know that our audience is super motivated to learn how to not constantly crave sugar. And this has everything to do with our hormones, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Cortisol, when it's out of control, it has the ability to shut down your willpower. So your cortex is kind of what's modulating willpower and discipline. And when you are stressed, you literally, you shut that whole process down. And your body's like, I don't care. I don't care if I'm not supposed to eat that, those peanut M&Ms. I work from home just like you, Robin. And we don't have, I'll be honest with you, we don't even keep sugar in the house. But let's say you are at work. And this happens so often with the women that I work with is that you know someone brings in donuts in the morning and you turn them away. You stare down those donuts, who knows, five times, seven times, and then it becomes four o'clock in the afternoon. And those donuts aren't even yummy donuts anymore. They're kind of, they're like four, four o'clock donuts. 
And that's, you know, when you're already exhausted and when you're feeling stressed and your willpower is gone, that is usually when we cave. After we had said no so many times. So the first thing is, you know, really, you know, making sure that you understand that unmet need. Usually cravings are never your body wanting that donut or whatever it is that you are staring at right then and there. Um, it's usually exhaustion, it's usually stress, or it's usually emotions or boredom. It's usually those three things. And if you can escape that 90 seconds or so of that craving, you win. So I love two different oils that are the game change. There was a research article by Dr. Alan Hirsch in a, a neurological journal, and he studied the effects of peppermint oil on appetite suppressant and craving suppressants. And in, I think it was... 87% of the time, people were able to walk away from whatever kind of temptation they were experiencing. It suppressed appetite and it suppressed cravings. So peppermint, even if it's breathing in peppermint oil, that is the ticket. But my combo is a combination of peppermint and grapefruit because grapefruit is also uh, appetite and craving suppressant. So if you take those, a drop of each, rub your palms together and just breathe them in you will knock out that craving right then and there. And I've used this technique on thousands of women. I get testimonials every single day on these two oils um, because not only do they increase your energy levels, which is such a win-win, but it knocks out that craving in a matter of seconds. That is awesome. How about when you're tired in the afternoon and so you're thinking about coffee, got anything in the essential oils world that might help? Absolutely. So, and I like to stick it to two oils because I don't like to complicate my recipes. So this is my instant energy blend. It's a combination of wild orange and peppermint um, because of the chemical constituents in those two oils are just amazing. So again, just you can have them in a roller or you can have a, a both bottles next to you, take a drop of each, rub them together. I love to not only breathe them in, but then I like to take the rest of that oil and rub it on the back of my neck and behind my ears. Um, if you wanna add a little bit of rosemary to this as well, um, rosemary boosts focus, concentration, and productivity. So wild orange, peppermint, and rosemary. Those will get you out of that energy slump in a matter of seconds. Okay, so I know your new book is full of great little, very usable tips like this. Tell us about when your book's coming out and just give us the executive summary. What day is it coming out? Where can everybody find you? All that good stuff. So the book is coming out February 12th. Um, and it really is, you, know, you don't have to know a lot about essential oils to use the book. You know, if, if the hormones are a concern for you, if you're looking for more energy, you're looking for more deep restful sleep, and you're looking to get your hormones back on track, this is a really great way to create those instant wins towards sustainable changes, sustainable success. You can find me um, at drmarisa.com. The book will be sold everywhere. And then I have a podcast where I get to host beautiful, amazing women like yourself, Robin, and that is called the Essentially You Podcast. Um, I've always all kinds of fun recipes and tips and wonderful experts come onto that show. Yeah, in fact, you're reminding me that I actually listened to your interview of me. Um, I only listened to it like a few weeks ago, and it was talking about detoxification. Marisa has done the Green Smoothie Girl 26-Day Detox. You're probably in third place for the most times. I, I do have someone who's done it 19 times. So, And it's amazing, by the way, if you've ever even considered resetting the body, resetting your metabolism, and getting a lot of those toxins out in a safe way, Robin's... 26-day detox is one of the most comprehensive detoxes I've ever not only participated, but ever researched. Well, thank you for that. 
And um, thank you for bringing this great new work about uh, the connection between essential oils and hormone balancing to the world. I'm very excited for you. I know it's been a tremendous amount of work and it's always a delight to connect with you. Thank you so much, Dr. Marisa Snyder. Thank you so much, Robin. It was such a pleasure. 